0: Move diligent, blocks watching, cops watching, and suburbs with tent No slim shady wolf kids, that'll rob you for 50 cent Got niggas money, run, stole like spilled nacho cheese Strong army look, tell you this is nacho cheese My guns are citrus, don't think I won't squeeze You can't do shit in these streets like a cop won't leave I'm not gonna bleed, best to be bustin' when you draw Got an iron, not the type be plug into the wall, coat Alright, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan and Van Podcast time. Ooh, oh, you want to talk about collapses upon collapses. I mean, go back to the NHL this year. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Collapse. The Blue Jays. And I told everybody Seattle is gonna be a dangerous team. Now, Seattle's got to play Houston. Now, let's see how dangerous Seattle really is. But the fact that they were able to get past Toronto, who everybody in Major League Baseball in the AL East had Toronto pegged to win the AL East and not the New York Yankees, and we've seen what has happened there. Then you want to talk about another collapse, and this one's colossal. This one, I think, is bigger than Toronto, only because... You had the lead all year, squandered it at the end, and then couldn't get past the San Diego Padres. Scherzer got lit up game one. DeGrom came in and saved you game two. You went to Chris Bassett game three. All right, Chris Bassett's not a bad pitcher, and sort first inning, boom, single, run scores, but two runs score, whatever it was, all right? But that's not the controversy here. The controversy is, what the fuck was on Joe Musgrove's ear? I noticed it from the bottom of the first inning till Buck Shaw Walter finally called for the umpires to go check him out. The one ear, his left side ear looked dry as shit, but his right ear was, was, was shinier than a diamond in the friggin' window with Jared. Okay? So, did he use something? Did he not use something? you know, maybe it was just sweat on that part of the body, who knows, but don't use that as the excuse to why the Mets lost, bottom line is this, the Mets usually go in a tailspin at the all-star break, this time you waited to, you know, to create more mental abuse for the fans by waiting till the very end of the year, that's what you did, okay, that's in essence what you did, you know, and, you know, for Mets fans all year, it's, You know, oh, yeah, Buck's the guy, and then they lose two, three games. Fuck Buck, he's got to go, blah, 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 blah. Listen, you can say Yankees fans do the same thing, and you can say Red Sox fans do the same thing. You know, I'm even guilty of it, where, you know, where where the Yankees will go on a four-game stretch where they can't win, and it's, you know, Boone's not the guy, Boone's got to go. But don't ask me to feel sympathetic to the Mets fan base Because this has been an ongoing thing forever, where they overachieve and they let you down at the end. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I told you so, but let's just call this what it is. For a person who lives in the state of New York, this is and always will be Yankee Town and the Mets will just be mere guests in it. And that's just the blunt, honest truth. And yes, it does come down to playoff appearances and 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 division championships, and World Series, and more MVP players than the Mets have ever had. And you could sit there and you could say Steinbrenner bought it all. Well, guess what? He bought one hell of a history. But the history was there before George, and it'll be there after George. So you could you could use all that till you blue in the face. I don't give a shit. Blow it out your ass. I don't care. Bottom line is this, Yankees now have to go face the, the, the Cleveland Guardians. Which is so weird saying. In um, the ALDS now. Obviously we get the home field advantage. So. You know. Listen. We'll see what happens. You know. If Cleveland shocks the Yankees. Guess what? That's a collapse. That's a collapse in my opinion. But. We got to jump into NFL football here cuz we could talk MLB playoffs as it goes as it goes along. This is the weirdest season yet. The weirdest where <coughs> you have the worst 4 and 1 team in the New York Giants vying for a playoff spot right now and waiting for the Eagles who are still undefeated to lose a game and the Cowboys or winning without Dak, you can't make this up. You can't. That 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 NFL East right now, the NFC East, is gonna be that. That's the one right now in the NFC. That's gonna be that's gonna be the toughest to win. Everybody thought it'd be the NFC West. Now with the way the Rams are looking right now, you know you have Allen Robinson in LA who seems to not fit in that offensive scheme at all. You have, you know, you have the Niners that are just barely hanging on at this point. I don't know. Oh, right now it looks like the NFC East is that that in the that in the NFC North. You have the Vikings that are four and one, and now you have the Packers that are three and two, and the Bears and Lions are just freaking abysmal. So that is what that is. But what came out the other day. And it goes to my buddy David, 1420 Sports, as far as Russell Wilson, that he's been playing with a partial tear in his shoulder, in his lat somewhere. And it happened in one of the, like, midway through the game against the Vegas Raiders. Now, I need to know the, I need to know his opinion on this. Because the fact is, the Broncos were subpar before that injury. And Wilson wasn't really reading the field well before that injury, in my opinion, anyway. But I got to get his. so I know Brent and Dave will listen later, and I'm sure their next episode, they'll definitely, you know, I'm sure he'll hit on that. But everybody wants to hear. I've been getting it all weekend. So the basis of this episode is going to be what it's going to be. And before I get into that topic, though, How are the Jets winning games? All of a sudden, Zach Wilson comes back and it's like... uh, I don't get that one. But I'll tell you something, though. The Jets got something with this Brees Hall kid. As long as that offensive line can create holes, as long as he can stay healthy, that kid's going to have a phenomenal career. I can already see it right now. But... And we could talk more football tomorrow. We'll do the I'll do a recap either tomorrow or Wednesday. Um But yeah, there's trouble in Pittsburgh. And I didn't think it would be this bad. You figure going into it before we got decimated by the Bills, let's call it what it is. That was a on the field fucking slaughter. Um you could have got a better performance out of a Pee-Wee football team than you did out of the Steelers defense yesterday. And offense, for that matter. How is it that Pickett throws for over 300 yards and you can't score a touchdown? The secondary was getting torched all day. All damn day. This team's a different team defensively when you don't have T.J. Watt in it. And now T.J. Watt was supposedly going to be back by next week. But now it looks like that got pushed back a week or two because he decides to have a knee procedure done um, for something that happened in the preseason that's going to halt that back a week or two. It is what it is at this point. You know, if the season ended today, the Steelers would have the number one pick, which is something you haven't heard in God knows how long. You know, people are calling for Tomlin's head. Listen, Tomlin has to take accountability. Don't get me wrong. But this is his first year without a Ben Roethlisberger quarterback. This is his first year, you know, Without a lot of things. And he's dealing with an inept offensive coordinator. And Tomlin was asked at the post-game show, you know, are you, are you going to start making any coaching changes? And he said at this point, he's open to anything. And Matt Canada, you, you got to go. Did, did, see, this is what I was talking about. With everybody wanting Kenny Pickett to start now. And then you put him in and then you're bitching. That we didn't win. And that he throws an interception. And that he didn't throw a touchdown. Well, look at the offensive play calling. You're down by like 20 points at one point, And you figure, all right. And yeah, there's a lot of time left in the game. But why are you running back-to-back running plays on a defensive line that's been known to stop the run? I understand you have to, you have to get a run game going. But you could do that through the passing game. Because then they'll think you're passing, all of a sudden the defensive line lets up a bit because they're anticipating pass, boom, there's three or four holes, Najee or Jalen Warren could run right through the fucking thing. But no, Matt Canada's offense is inept, it's not, and it's not executed properly. Let's be honest about it. But to call for Tomlin's head is ridiculous to me, only because Mike Tomlin stands there week after week, He doesn't ask Matt Canada to stand out there and and, and field the questions that he should be answering. You know, why does your offensive play calling suck? Why is it on third and eight we're running a draw play? Why is it on this down we're, we're bombing the ball? Why is it on this down you ran a jet sweep when it was clearly sniffed out? Why didn't you let Mitch Trubisky ever have autonomy on the center, but Kenny Pickett apparently has it? Okay, there's a lot of turmoil in Pittsburgh. More than I thought we'd see. And as a fan, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's disgusting. And, it, and the fan base, some of you are disgusting, too. Because you guys, oh, I'm done with this fucking team. I'm going to go root for the Lions. If I, if I want to be disappointed, I'll root for a team that, that we already know will disappoint everybody. You're not a real fan. You're not a ride-or-die fan. I sat through that whole game yesterday. To the bitter end. To the bitter end, I sat there. And I watched it. And, and what I saw is... The Steelers need to go out and do something they've never done and improve through trading people. If you're not going to use Mason Rudolph, not that you're going to get much, but trade him. Or trade Mitch Trubisky. Trade one of the two. Look through the waiver wire. Look at, look at a team's practice squad and see who you could snatch from them. Do something. Because right now to sit at one and four... And we got a, and Tom Brady's coming to town next week get prepared for one and six unless something catastrophic happens between now and then with Tom Brady and that's another thing this whole this whole thing with Tom Brady and the Giselle thing and now Antonio Brown's thrown his knee th- throwing himself into it you know he photoshopped a picture of, G- of Giselle hugging him during the Super Bowl then he put a picture up on Twitter of uh, Daddy don't live here no more. And it's a picture of Tom Brady walking out of the house with his briefcase. Uh, listen, not that I really care about Tom Brady and or, or the whole Giselle thing. But is there really a need for Antonio Brown to be doing any of this? Other than the fact he's just trying to get on the Tom Brady skin, which apparently isn't working. So I, I don't know. I, I got no idea. But back to the whole Pittsburgh Steeler thing. So, I got asked yesterday, what would I do if I was the GM? Well, what can you really do? I mean, all you can really do is trade Mitch or Mason Rudolph and take what you could get for it. And it's not going to be a player. It's going to be a draft pick. Okay? You know, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I got to rock the boat here and, and change certain things up. You know, maybe not start certain guys and start guys that haven't played before. Maybe that creates a spark. You know, you you know, you also look across the league yesterday as well, and you see, like you and you see and you've seen some dirty hits, and they were in the Buffalo game too, where um there was that one where 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 James Daniels, you know. Pushes the guy from Buffalo after Kenny Pickett runs one for a first down. He slides, and there was it was a late hit, but it wasn't as dirty as it looks. <coughs> and so he pushes the guy, and then he runs away from the whole steel, uh, the whole Buffalo defense. Right? There was another one before that where Kenny Pickett took a nasty hit, and Pickett defended himself on it. You don't see those calls being called, but in Tampa, in the Tampa Falcon game, though. A regular sack, and it's, uh, and it's unnecessary roughness. Personal foul, roughing the passer. And then Jerome Booger, who I'm sorry, has got to be the Angel Hernandez of fucking football. Because he, he is the, the most atrocious, flag-happy fuckwad I've ever seen call a game. All right, Other than that Cleet Blachman fuck. All right. He, uh, he threw him unnecessarily. It's fucking football, Jerome. What do you think happens? People get tackled. Then you look in the Ram game and, yeah, Aaron Donald gets held just like T.J. Watt does. But these guys on the commentary team on Fox, with like Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, oh, well, there's another hold they missed. Yeah, why don't you go look at 90 fucking T.J. Watt games, okay? And then you've seen it with Micah Parsons yesterday, too on the game-winning sack, uh, strip sack fumble for Dallas, he's held by the throat, almost in a rear naked choke. The NFL, like baseball, has a serious problem when it comes to officiating and calling certain things. It, it, it really does. And I understand you can't catch everything, but the ones that are clear and obvious, you got to be able to catch them. And then you've seen people freaking, like half the league now is in concussion protocol, and you've seen it Thursday night. Thursday night football games, before I get into what happened with Naheem Hines, okay? Thursday football games should be played by teams coming off bye weeks, not teams that played Sunday or Monday night, okay? Like, you have, what is it, it's whoever and whoever this week, I think it's like Chiefs, no, Commanders, Bears, they both just played Sunday. Get two teams that have that, that are coming off a of bye week and let them fucking play. Or a team that played last Thursday, let them play against a team who hasn't played Thursday yet. I, I don't know, but having these teams play three, four days later and everybody on Twitter is wondering, why is there so many injuries in the NFL? But ding dong, hello, I just fucking told you. Okay? I just told you. All right? All right. But if you've seen the the Heinz hit in the abysmal Bronco-Colt game, which even Al Michaels was so disgusted at calling it at, towards the end. But he takes a hit, and the same thing like to a tongue of Iola, Which, that wasn't called roughing the passer in the Bill Dolphin game. That wasn't called. But Brady getting a little bit of a throw, that that, that gets flagged. It, it, you know, it's the fucking Brady effect. Because you know damn well if that was Brady or Aaron Rodgers, flags galore and whatever else. So Naheem Hines takes a hit and he gets up. Same thing like to a of Viola. Stumbles. Gets back up. Stumbles again. It took like five, six guys to walk him off the field. And, you know, listen, football's a dangerous sport. And people know what they signed up for. Okay? But at what point do you teach these guys how to actually hit somebody without concussing them? I understand sometimes it's, it, it's unavoidable, but a lot of them are avoidable. I mean, you even see it in college where these kids are running full steam and they're targeting and you could see it. So maybe it's something that's learned at the college level, because I know it's not taught at a high school level, at least as far as I know. At least when I played high school football, it wasn't. But what do I know? What do I know? I'm just an asshole who watches the games and I see what I see, and then I gotta argue with people that think they know what they know, and they really don't know anything. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. You want that's why you have that's why you have the injuries you have in the NFL. So people don't know how to tackle. You got games being played three, four days later, and these guys are barely recuperating. And A lot of that, that all factors in, and nobody wants to understand it, but hey, I'll be the guy to tell you, and I'm sure there's other sports podcasts out there that'll agree with my assessment on it, because I don't think the Chiefs played this week, although the Chiefs played tonight against the Raiders. How would you feel if you were a Chiefs fan, okay? You played Monday night, and now the Chiefs got to play Thursday night. It would be a bit unfair. I understand the world isn't fair, the league isn't fair, but you have to make it somewhat close to fair. You know, that's like, let's say if you're a Ravens fan, you know, the Ravens played Sunday night. Now you want them to play Thursday. That's a bit ridiculous. Again, it should be, when they do the schedule and they do, I understand doing it. You know, at the beginning of the year is tough because you're not going to give somebody a bye week on on week one. You know, you're not going to give a team a bye week on week two or three or four, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, those first few weeks are a bit hard. But as you go down the ladder of the season, yeah, it's definitely workable to put two teams coming off a bye week and make them the Thursday night game, then it also gives them almost another bye week. It's like, okay, you played Thursday. Now you don't have to play till the following Sunday or Monday, depending on the schedule. But but something's got to be done. Because, yeah, the injury rate rate is high. I mean, you've seen yesterday in the Jet game. Granted, this is not on Sauce Gardner at all, because this was a clean tackle. But Bridgewater lands on his elbow, and then his head, and gets concussed. Now, I've seen somebody on Twitter, of course, because, you know, it's a Dolphins fan. Oh, that was a dirty hit by Sauce Gardner. No, that was actually a clean tackle, you fucking nitwit. Okay? That was as clean as clean gets. The other thing I had to discuss, I forget what game it was yesterday, some kid ran on the field, somebody tackles him. So remember the Monday night game last Monday, 49ers and the, uh, and the Rams, and there was a guy who ran on the field, and I guess he was doing whatever, he had some fucking thing that they use for uh, gender reveals, and Bobby Wagner levels the guy. <clears throat> this is where, if anybody remembers, a few months ago when I talked about how, you know, if you go to a game, you should act accordingly, regardless where you sit. Obviously, this guy had to be sitting close to the field to get on the field. And now he has filed a police report against Bobby Wagner. Who remembers, let's say, 10 to 20 years ago, Steelers-Browns and a fan ran on the field. And we all remember Big 92, James Harrison, German suplexing the fuck out of this Cleveland-Brown fan. But then again... You wouldn't expect anything less in Cleveland because, you know, it's just Cleveland. And Cleveland's always going to Cleveland, even the fans. And, (coughs) excuse me. And there was never a police report filed on that. But now all of a sudden, it's like people feel they could do as they please. And if an athlete gets involved, which, okay, maybe Bobby Wagner wasn't. You know, I understand Bobby Wagner's reasoning, but maybe he should have let security do the job. But then again, have you seen security at these at these events? They're not the most in shape, guys. okay, not the most in shape. But from a person with common sense level, you have no right at all to file a police report for getting your ass leveled. So what if Bobby Wagner's wearing pads and a helmet? That should have sent a bigger message of, hey, I'm never doing this again. You know, and, and, and you think that people would have learned from that one? No, instead Sunday, you know, let's do the same thing. Another, another, I think there was some kid that ran on the field and then got tackled. Like, like I don't know, do, do, do people wake up in the morning before a game and go, you know, not only do I get ossified drunk in a friggin' in a tailgate, but now let me drink more in the stadium and then just for shits and giggles, let me be a complete fucking douche nozzle, okay? And, and and then just jump on the field to never be allowed back in the stadium again or anywhere near it. Oh, and then get arrested, mind you. Cause that's smart. I've never been to a sporting event where I've ever wanted to freaking jump on the field or or run on the court or run on a baseball field or step on the ice just because I felt I could because I paid X amount of money or because I was given the tickets to do so. No. That's what I mean. You have some guys, that just, some people, I shouldn't say guys, you have some people to just show up to these events and they just plan it in their head that they're going to be a fucking jerk off. It's a shame. It is what it is. But with that being said, I got to take care of some stuff here at work. So um, as always, I like to thank everybody that follows, retweets, um, you know, people I think you should check out as far as the podcasts are concerned. Obviously, my number one guys at 1420 Sports, um, one of the best sports podcasts around, especially up in Canada. So definitely check them out. Uh, Brent and Dave give you a lot of insight and a lot of humor as well. So um, you definitely got to check them out. They're good pods just like we are, uh, Spotify, Apple, so check them out there. Um, definitely check out Brutally Honest Sports Podcast, Aaron over there doing his thing. Uh, Sports Blitz with Rob and Chris is another good one to check out. Recliner King Sports Podcast, Nate's Daily Wagers, Average Joe Sports Podcast, Level of Playing Field Sports Podcast, another one to check out. Uh, if you're into pro wrestling, Bray White, Fan24 on Twitter, has a good one to check out. Uh, there's a ton more, but I'd be here all day. So, again, to everybody that follows and retweets, as always, it's much appreciated. With that being said, I'm going to take off now, so stay safe, and as always, peace.